Welcome back to 10 Toes Down Football. I am your host, Jaden Allwood. This episode, we'll be talking about my predictions for the Week 5 NFL season. What I think will happen, we'll be recapping Monday Night Football with the Giants versus Seahawks, which was disappointing. We'll be recapping Zach Wilson playing well against the defending Super Bowl champs, the Kansas City Chiefs, and did that holding call ultimately decide the game. And we'll be talking about the Bills completely running over the Dolphins at home. We'll be talking about the Bears choking once again and much more. Stay tuned. So to start off my predictions, we have the Bears versus Commanders on Thursday Night Football. Which is ultimately going to be one of the more boring games of this season, but usually games like this is where we get the most offensive touchdowns and poor defensive play, so it's ultimately entertaining. So, But I have the Washington Commanders coming out of Thursday Night Football with that. Their offense just looked – their offense just seems to be getting it together week by week. They were in the game with the Philadelphia Eagles this past week. They went to overtime, which I thought they should have went for two after scoring at the end of regulation, but I feel like they could have got it. But their coach said they were probably tired. A lot goes into that decision, but – Ultimately, I feel like they'll be good going down the stretch of the season. And then we have the Buffalo Bills against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars have kind of gone quiet these past couple weeks, but I do, well, not quiet per se, but more quiet than what they started off the season as. But I have the Buffalo Bills just completely taking over that game. They're starting to seem like they got that week one loss out of there. Out of their mind, they're starting to play a lot better. Josh Allen is making smarter decisions. Stephon Diggs had a multiple touchdown game. He looked unstoppable against Miami. I'll go more into detail about that later in the episode. But I also I do have Buffalo taking that one this week. Then we have the Saints against the Patriots. Patriots look kind of bad. Not going to lie. They're, they look kind of bad this season. Bill Belichick looking like he needs a... Above average quarterback to really get his wins. His defense is always sound every season. Defensive minded head coach, but Saints did play poorly this past week, though. They did, even with Alvin Kamara's return. But I believe, you know, after a week of implementing game plan to fit more of his knees into the offense, they'll, they'll find a way to beat this Patriots defense, especially with the hurt Matthew Judon and Christian Gonzalez who've been both playing very good this season, especially the rookie, Gonzalez. But both of them out is going to be very hard for Patriots to to take this one, unless Mac, Mac Jones has some great quarterback play. Next, we have Tennessee Titans versus the Indianapolis Colts, which is a divisional game. Tennessee just beat Cincinnati by a lot this week. Their offense looked better. They're Consistent on third downs. DeAndre Hopkins leads the league in first down catches on third down. Derrick Henry looked back to form, running over people, throwing touchdown passes. Just looking like an all-around back again. But I do have Tennessee. If Tennessee keeps that momentum, I do have Tennessee taking that one. It will definitely be a close one because the Colts were definitely, definitely not a team to slouch on, especially they always do play good against division rivals, the Colts. But I have Tennessee taking that one. Next, we have Baltimore Ravens against the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
This one's going to be a quick evaluation. I do have the Baltimore Ravens taking that one. Just because Kenny Pickett went down last game, probably not going to want to rush him back. Lamar had two passing touchdowns, pretty sure two rushing touchdowns. He just looked like an all-around good quarter, good quarterback this past week, especially with his arguably two best receivers down. He just put, took matters into his own hands, not counting Mark Andrews, of course. He's a tight end, but Steelers just have a lot more problems they just have to fix, a lot more questions they have to answer. Is Matt Canada the answer? A lot of people seem to think not, but he had a good play calling game against the Raiders and then this week just put up three points against a young Texans team which most people even myself I did say last week they are a team of two halves they you don't know what Steelers team you're gonna get but I feel like they should have put up more of a fight they are one of multiple teams this week to not put up an offensive touchdown at all just three points can't have that in this in this league especially against the Ravens defense you got to put up points against that team you, you can't you can't you can't let them just run away with the lead like that. Next, we have the Carolina Panthers, who are winless against the Detroit Lions, who are on a my dark horse team of this season. They're very, they're very, they're very well rounded this year. But I do have Panthers continuing to go on this loser streak. They're just a very beat up team right now, man. Their receivers not getting no separation. Their line is beat up. Bryce ultimately had a good game this week. On like stats on paper, he had an ultimately good game. But when you watch it, he just he just didn't have the time to make decisions. It just was rough for him, especially behind that line when your receiver's not getting open, your line's not blocking for you. You're just gonna try and force a lot of things. It did come down to the wire, but ultimately his line didn't block for him, and the outcome was the outcome. But I have the Lions taking that one. Next, we have the Houston Texans against the Atlanta Falcons. I have Houston taking that one. Houston is gaining my respect more and more every every week. They're looking like more of a team that could be reckoned with this year. They have a young defense. C.J. Stroud is still quarterback that one of the three quarterbacks, I'm pretty sure, that has yet to throw an interception this season. He had a 300-yard passing game against the Steelers. He just seemed like he's looking like the best quarterback out of this most recent class. We'll just have to wait to see. But as of right now, he's he's definitely number one. Next, we have my New York Giants against the Miami Dolphins. Two teams that just came off of a loss. I do have the Miami Dolphins taking that one. I feel like the Giants just have no chance with an off with an offense like that because we're we lead the league in missed tackles. We have no offensive line. We give up. We gave up the most sacks to the Seahawks this season to a team, like eleven sacks in a game. That's just unacceptable. And our center went down. Our tight end went down. It's just we're, we're just a very beat-up team, and I feel like Miami's just going to take full advantage of that. Only way we have a chance is if we out-scheme them, which I highly doubt with a team that's full of speed from their rookie running back that's playing great, Mostert, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill. They're all going to want to have get that bad loss out of, out of their mind this week, so... I do have Miami taking that one. Next, we have the Bengals versus the Cardinals, two teams that also did just come off of a loss. I do have the Bengals taking that. I don't believe the Bengals are as bad as they are playing. 
I do believe they'll pick up momentum going on to the middle of the season. And the Cardinals is a good a good way to find your offense again after ultimately getting held to three points against the Tennessee Titans. Especially with playmakers on your team like Jamar Chase, Joe Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon. You're you're bound to Irv Smith. You're bound to just make plays at some point, but uh. Not 100% Joe Burrow does play a factor into that. Hopefully he gets better week by week just so we can see what potential this team has. And then we have Philadelphia Eagles versus the Los Angeles Rams. I do have Philly taking this one, but I don't think it'll be an easy one. Los Angeles is also playing some great football this year. They have Matthew Stafford still. You can never count him out in any circumstance. They still have Aaron Donald. Just have a team that that likes to fight and is very physical. So I believe Philly Philly hasn't had like a dominant win this year yet. So I don't think this will be one of them either unless they could prove me wrong. But I do still have them walking out with the W. Next we have the Jets and the Broncos. The Jets just came off of a very close loss to the defending champs. So if Zach Wilson can play like that this week against a Broncos team, the Jets should win this game. I actually I will pick I will pick the Jets to win this game. But you know, that's also up to Zach Wilson. Ultimately, everybody else will show up. The defense, Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, Williams, Garrett Wilson will show up. Brees Hall will show up. Darren, Dalvin Cook, sorry, will also show up. Lazard, all of them will show up. But it's just about. If Zach Wilson can keep his offense on the field and not make his defense tired by keep four and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, he has to keep his offense on the field. If he could play like how he played this past week, they should run away with that win. Next, we have the Chiefs versus the Vikings. Vikings still still got some problems, but, you know, they they got their first win this past week. But I do ultimately believe the Chiefs, are very angry with how they played this past week against the New York Jets, especially Patrick Mahomes. Uncharacteristically throwing picks, which is not in his nature. I believe they're going to have a more tight-knit offense, going to have better schemes, just against a team that likes that could ultimately score just as much points as them with Justin Jefferson on that side. Kirk Cousins is not playing bad football. But I do have the Chiefs taking that one. Next is my personal, I can't wait to watch this on Sunday night, San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. I believe the 49ers will make a statement against the Cowboys on who has the better defense and who has, who is the favorites to be in the NFC championship this year, which I personally think is the 49ers, but Cowboys defense, you can't count them out. They have pretty sure their defense and special teams accounted for four touchdowns this season so far in four weeks, which is outstanding. But Dak also has only accounted for four offensive touchdowns. So we're going to see who plays better. But if the 49ers can make Dak the only factor in the game to beat them, I believe the 49ers can win because I don't believe without the good play of the defense and the good play of their special teams, if you're just leaving Dak Prescott to beat you, he hasn't really shown me anything that he could just take his team to a W just by himself. But we'll see. But I really do have the 49ers taking that one. 
Next, we got the Packers and the Raiders on Monday night. <sighs> the Packers have been playing good, decent football. You know, they've had a couple wake-up calls this, <laughs> this past game. But I do have the Packers winning this one. The Raiders have just been not up to par what they should be playing. They have too many skill positions, too many good players just to just to be playing as bad. Granted, Jimmy Garoppolo was hurt. That does play a factor. But even still, he does lead the league in interceptions even when he was healthy. But you have Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. You have playmakers on your team, man. You got you to gotta find some way to win, but win these games. But I do have the Packers coming out of Monday Night Football with that one. Next, we could talk about my Giants and Seahawks. Monday Night Football recap. Personally, that game was hard to watch as a Giants fan. I just have so much, so much, such high expectations for my team. We we are facing a equally banged up defense in Seattle. Our defense was banged up. Our whole team, both of our teams, are banged up. Jamal Adams came back from injury. The Seahawks did not have their two starting corners. They had to move their rookie into the slot, which he, I give him props. He performed very well. Two sacks, pick six. It was just, it was just terrible to watch as a fan. But I don't believe. Ultimately, I really don't believe our defense played bad. Because if you go back and watch it, score was twenty-four to three, and we spotted them 14 points. Our defense only gave up really one offensive touchdown and a field goal, with which was the pick six by Daniel Jones on the two-yard line, which is a terrible decision. Went through his reads too quickly and just terrible ball placement. And then the fumble that ultimately led into the to the touchdown. But I just I just don't know what to say about my team, man. They're the D line, they make every this offensive line makes every defensive line look like all pros. No matter what team plays us, they make every defensive line just look outstanding. No matter where they're ranked this season, they just play outstanding. We gave up eleven sacks last night. While we only generated two, one or two sacks. That's just unacceptable as a team in the National Football League. Teams are just gonna start scheming scheming just to blitz every possession just because we know they can't they know we can't handle it it's just it's just sad but do i believe where there's questions that needs to be asked now is daniel jones the answer should there be any internal coaching changes from special teams offensive line coaches but do i believe daniel jones is the answer i Ultimately, I do believe he is a good quarterback. Not great. Probably around average to good around in that middle tier. But he can't. There's no way he's the answer for us behind that offensive line. Because you can't have an average quarterback that's just giving you average quarterback play against behind the line that bad. It's just going to look, it's going to be terrible week in, week out. There's nothing you could do to scheme that better. There's nothing you could do because he's just going to play scared. And if you're just wanting him to play his best football, which is just good, no, nobody's going to play their best football behind that offensive line. And I just don't believe right now he's the answer. And we're stuck in that contract for at least, at least the rest of this season and the end of next season. So hopefully they can figure something out, something 
I don't know, some quicker plays, better play calling to start off fast. We've been outscored like 77 to 3 or 77 to 6 in the first half this season. Like we've yet to score, I'm pretty sure we're the last team left to score an offensive touchdown in the first half, which is just unacceptable going into week five. Especially after game plan, after having 11 days of rest to going into this game and to put up this type of performance is just just highly un- unacceptable. But there's just a lot of different points to take into factor. Like our offensive line is very bad. Evan Neal, our draft pick from last year, first round draft pick, just looks like he's lost out there week in, week, week out. Some are calling him a bust. I wouldn't call him that yet. You got to give people to develop. Give People give time to develop. But he does look like he's regressing from play that he showed last year. But I do believe we didn't play as bad as the score looked on the defensive side of the ball. Like, we, the offense did spot their defense at least 14 points guaranteed. So that, that would have made the score within one or two possessions going into the third, fourth quarter if that didn't happen. But, you know, it's not a game of ifs. It's a game of what happens, and that pick six was just a dagger. Daniel Jones, inside whip route, just got through his progressions too fast and just threw it back shoulder. When you're not even supposed to, those throws, you're supposed to put it on your receiver's chest because, like like most analysts were saying, you're just hoping that the corner is on your back shoulder, so when you put it in his chest, it's it's as easy as it gets to catch him. Or if you want to miss, you just know there's no one else there. But he just put it back shoulder, just hit hit uh, Witherspoon right in the chest. He took it took it to the house. But I do believe the Giants need to have some very, very long conversations this week about what their offensive scheme should be. Getting Darren Waller more involved. I believe at this point you have nothing to lose, putting Jalen Hyatt in the game more to at least move the defense around, motion make corners back off, use his speed. Just even if you don't throw it to him, use his speed as a threat. Just just to give Daniel Jones at least some some time to make decisions and not be scared back there. But it is this gonna be a long season. We're going into Miami next week and then Buffalo in prime time again the week after. It's just gonna be a rough rough October for the New York Giants. But next we could talk about the recap of the what I think was a very very surprising game for many. Zach, uh, the New York Jets versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Zach Wilson played some of the best football I've seen him play this season and since he's gotten drafted. He's been ultimately very bad up until this point. But I do believe this last game just showed he can learn an offense and he can run it like a true starting quarterback. He was making the right reads. He was having good ball placement, multiple back shoulder throws. That drive, the touchdown, the touchdown pass in the end zone to his tight end. He's made multiple great throws out of half. Coming out of half, he made multiple great throws. It was just it was just honestly surprising to see. Cause I was one that ultimately was <laughs> not a believer in in the sample size and the evidence he showed so far in his career, but like I said, if he could just keep keep this up, he'll prove a lot of people wrong, and this will be a great comeback story to have, especially in a market like New York. It'll be a great story to have on your back. But 
I do believe the Jets can win games. Their defense has kept them in all these games. But a lot of penalties this past game did ultimately decide the game for them. A lot of bad penalties. But let's talk about the penalty that everybody was talking about. The holding call at the end of the fourth quarter. Personally, personally, I do believe it was a holding because the way the league is now, as soon as you get your hands on the receiver and any anything above the above the nameplate or above the collar, they're gonna call it. But I just do not agree with how late the ref called it though. Ref waited till the defense got the interception, signaled the end of the interception, and then threw the flag. That is very that is a very suspect suspect way to throw that. Which, you know, there's a lot of controversy behind it because, you know, defending Super Bowl champs, they only won by three. Would have been a terrible story to lose against Zach Wilson in his in his best pro start. It's, it just does look a little fishy, but I do believe that that was ultimately the right call. But just the way it played out was just, just, just wasn't, just didn't seem right. But I do believe the Jets, Zach Wilson just has to keep this up and then they'll, They'll they'll win some games this year. They'll 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 overcome some adversity and they'll shock a lot of people if they keep playing like that. Well, Zach Wilson specifically, but I do I do that did give us some sliver of hope with the Aaron Rodgers injury still lingering in the air, which he is stating he's trying to play back this season, which no man has ever done coming back from an Achilles and coming back to play a professional sport within six to seven months of recovery that is if he does that then it'll be a first time and that would be insane but we'll just have to wait and see next we could talk about the bills and the dolphins which i thought was going to be a way closer game than what it actually was but you know that's the thing about predictions you never know what you never know what could happen till it happens but but that game was crazy. Miami just did not look like a team that wanted to be there, but Josh Allen always does do good against Miami. His final score is 48 to 20. I thought their offense would at least at least put up more points or at least showed more consistency. But I mean the game started out seven to seven and then the Bills just ran off with it. Going up twenty eight fourteen in the Second quarter, and then 31-14. And then they just ran away with it. And then the game, 48-20. to But what I can say, though, Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen do look like they've gotten their connection back. Stephon Diggs, six catches, 120 yards, three touchdowns. He just looked like he was backyard football out there. It just looked easy, too easy for him. Tyreek Hill was... He used a non-factor, if you want to say so. Three catches, 58 yards. Waddle, four catches, 46 yards. I just thought their offense would have been more, been more explosive on the passing side. Their running back, their rookie running back, Atchain, did do good. Eight carries, 101, 12, 12.6 a carry and two touchdowns. He was the bright spot. He's the bright spot of this team going forward. They need to keep feeding him. They will keep winning a lot of games, but... I believe when they get their defense defensive side sorted out with Jalen Ramsey comes back, they just get better as a unit. 
they'll start they'll start keeping these scores a little bit lower than giving up forty eight to Buffalo. Excuse me. Uh, but I do have um Miami bouncing back from this though. I don't believe this is gonna really do anything, but I did want to see a better game, especially after the the playoff loss last year. I felt like they they needed this one, but that was just a game that I thought would have went differently. Next, we could talk about the Bears, Chicago Bears. Whew, this. I don't know. I don't even know what to say about them. I don't want to be. <laughs> I feel like everybody's saying everything bad about them. There's nothing really I could add on to it. But a team that's been just disappointing, man. Just week in, week out. You start the game, you're up 21 to 7. 28 to 7. And you lose 31 28. You ultimately get in the red zone. You could have kicked the field goal to go up, and you go for it, and you get stuffed. So now you give Denver back the ball. Denver back the ball, excuse me, and they drive down the field and take a take a field goal to take the lead in the fourth quarter. And then Justin Fields, who ultimately didn't had a great game, it was just a great offensive game all around until that last drive. It was just last two drives. It was just hard to watch. Justin Fields. Overall, played 28 for 35, 335, four touchdowns and an interception. Interception did come at garbage time, which was the most important play <laughs> of the game because that ultimately decided the game. But they shouldn't even been in that situation to be, to begin with. They should have taken their three and should have put all the pressure on the Denver Broncos to march down. Khalil Herbert, a running back, 18 carries, 103, 103 rushing yards. DJ Moore had probably his best game as a Bear since getting traded. Eight receptions, 131 yards, and a touchdown. It was just it was just a good game overall. I'm surprised that decision just was a terrible decision, and just the defensive the defensive uh, breakdown just over the second half to just give up 17 points in the fourth quarter. It just was bad. It was bad. Cole Komet, the Tight end for the Bears also has seven catches, 85 yards, 12 yards a catch, two touchdowns. He was just going, he was going crazy. The whole Bears team was playing good until that fourth quarter. They just broke down. But I do believe Chicago has some questions to definitely ask now because it does not seem like Justin Fields is the answer. They currently do hold the number one and number two pick. So we will see if they do end up going the Caleb Williams route and getting who I presume the number two pick, Marvin Harrison Jr. But we'll see how they go this offseason. But I do believe if you are in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes and you have (laughs) your front line, I believe you should take that no questions asked. But as if he declares for the draft. But I I don't believe Justin Fields is the answer. He just – he's just not – it's either coaching is this coaching staff is not for him. They can't bring the best out of him, but something's not right. Something's not right. But Chicago, just another disappointing loss and what should have been their best win so far this season. But especially against the Denver Broncos team that's looked shaky, should have, should have taken that one from them. But next, finally, we could talk about 
49ers. Christian McCaffrey is playing lights out. He went into the game against the Arizona Cardinals, finished with 177 yards from scrimmage and had four touchdowns. He now holds the franchise record for most consecutive games with at least one touchdown, which is 13 games in county, including the playoffs. He's just, if we're talking MVP, that's not a quarterback, he, he's number one. But, you know, that's a, that's a quarterback reward, so we'll see. But there's no quarterback other than Tua and possibly Josh Allen. I would say there's no really clear MVP coming out of the quarterback position. I would say if you're... If there was a case to make for a non-quarterback to win it, it would be Christian McCaffrey as we speak. That he's just been going crazy since becoming a San Francisco 49er. He broke Jerry Rice's record this 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 game. It's been it's been just a great great sight to see these these past 14 regular season games since he's been a 49er. Yeah, 14 games. Just, just been great to see since he joined last last October. But hopefully the 49ers can stay healthy because I do have them making it to the NFC Championship, the minimum. But they should be the clear favorites to go to the Super Bowl. Brock Purdy is playing great football, like I said. He finished 20 for 21, 283 and a touchdown. Passer rating of 134. Just... It's just a just a steal. Had a ninety-five point two completion rate, the highest in 49ers history, and the fourth highest by any quarterback attempting at least twenty passes in NFL history. Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey with that offense and that defense, they're just they're just well rounded. He Brock Purdy leads the NFL in QBR, eighty-four point eight. He's eighth in passing yards, one thousand and nineteen. He's second in yards per attempt, nine point one per attempt. He's third in completion percentage. 72.3% of his passes are completed. And he's one of three starting quarterbacks not to throw an interception. I'm telling you, Brock Purdy, some people may not like watching him. Some people may say he's boring, but he's efficient, gets the job done, and tallies on wins. So there's nothing more you could ask for, especially in a league that's passing, a passing league now. There's a lot of teams that could just outscore other teams, and he's just doing, making the right decision Always, always making the right reads, never making the wrong reads, throwing interceptions, turning the ball over. It's just, especially behind that offensive line, it's just nothing more you could ask for in a Kyle Shanahan offense. But they do have a, I say this is their hardest game coming up against the Cowboys, but as a Giants fan, I need to see them make that a blowout because after what the Cowboys did to us, yeah, yeah, I'm being petty this week. I need I need to see my other team, my division rivals lose just as bad. Just this one week, just this one week. But the 49ers, I need them to send the Cowboys home just like they did in the playoffs. But I do have them as my favorite coming out the NFC. AFC is still up for grabs right now, but if I could say early, I would have the Buffalo Bills or the Miami Dolphins. It's one of those two teams coming out the AFC East. The Chiefs, always going to be in conversation. When you have Patrick Mahomes, you're always there. But as of right now, they need to fix their receiving core. They need to get open. Their defense has been playing good, but they're just their offense needs to find some rhythm. And I feel like they'll be good. But definitely at the NFC, 
definitely the 49ers is the clear one and best team. But that'll be all for this episode. You can follow me on Twitter at 10 Toes Down Football. You can leave any comments on what you want me to talk about, any suggestions, and I'll see you guys later.